Hey everyone, welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is normally a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about who they are and their work behind the scenes, as well as, obviously, their recent or upcoming video games. Recently, I had another chance to sit down and play a couple of hours of Ubisoft's upcoming open-world hacking game, Watch Dogs Legion, and in this episode, I got to chat once again with Sean Crooks about development on the game. You can find more information about the game, including our previous coverage as well as our most recent hands-on preview in the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com. There you can also find the original Darkcast as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome back to uh, the Dark Cast. I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me for this episode is Sean Crooks. Sean, thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting about Watch Dogs Legion. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and it's a it's a pleasure. Fantastic. I'm glad to have you back. We we actually spoke a couple of months ago when we did the uh, the last Watch Dogs preview event. So it's it's good to hear from you again. Uh, how have the last couple of months been? Um. You know, it's uh, shipping. It's always it's always a fun time. So it's a good opportunity to catch those last bugs, uh, put the last bit of polish on the game, making sure we're, you know, paying you know close attention to all the details and getting them all right, ready for launch. So it's uh, you know it's a it's a it's an exciting time when you feel everything kind of wrapping up and coming together in its final form. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Sure, fantastic. I've I've, I've always heard from. Uh, well, I've heard from a lot of developers that, you know, there's the first 90% of development and then the last 10% is the second uh, 90% of development. <laughs> um, how, how true is that with uh, kind of polishing everything up and getting the, uh, the game ready for people to play? It's it's very true. Your 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 approach changes quite a lot, and it and it's the same with development across the across the whole spectrum. You you have different versions of your yourself and your problems depending on what phase of development you're in, pre-production, production, shipping. So you, you just you just switch your focus to different kinds of problems, and uh, you know. But it's uh it's lots lots of micro details, right? That's the that's the last stretch. Just lots of technical and creative and specific micro details that you just want to get right, both for technical reasons and for uh, quality reasons before you ship. So it's, it's that kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, now, for, for anybody that might not have listened to our last conversation, can you just give me a, a quick down, rundown of what you do on the game and kind of your, your previous experience with Ubisoft as well? Sure. sure. So my name is Sean Crooks. I'm lead producer at Ubisoft Toronto on Watch Dogs Legion. Um, previously, I was associate producer on Watch Dogs 2, and I'm, I'm probably approaching over 10 years at Ubisoft through various studios. I worked on Driver San Francisco in the UK, et cetera. And I've been uh, heading this project for quite a while now. Um, so that's pretty much my, my history. And obviously, uh, right now, I'm just super happy uh, to talk about Watch Dogs Legion. And I'm, I'm very focused on getting uh, the best game, uh, you know, making it the best game it can be and getting it out there for everyone to play. We're pretty excited. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, obviously, this past year has been very different from from 
you know, the, the nine years before that with uh, just 2020 being what it is. How have things been during the, the pandemic? Some of the, I don't know, the challenges, some of the potential benefits maybe from a bunch of people working from home. How, how has it, how's it been? One thing is game developers, you, you learn quite quickly uh, as an early skill is just to adapt. Um, things change a lot. Technology uh, propels forward, uh, next-gen hardware, you know, like the, the, the Series X and the PS5 come out and you have to adjust. Um, and, and obviously, all these changes and adaptions that you have to make throughout the course of development, uh, the last year, is it's just been another phase of that. Um, you know, like um, having teams work from home, um, having Ubisoft in general being a global corporation, we're working with a lot of lot of different studios at any one time anyway. So the ability to connect and develop remotely, it's something we, we've had to do as part of our skill set in development for a very long time anyway. So it's, you know, it's just adapting those to make them more at the core in your own team and, and, and modifying your processes. Some stuff is more difficult, uh, but some stuff actually worked out actually better. There's some stuff that, that we did, such as some of the ways we conduct our reviews now and the way they're, they're recorded and it's et cetera, et cetera. That actually ended up being a lot more efficient than, than we had done in the past. So we're even seeing upsides to it. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. It's an adaption experience. Luckily, Ubisoft is a, is a, is a culture that works with many other studios already had a setup and a way to succeed in that respect so it's you know it's been uh it's been challenging obviously but it's also been positive in many ways so that's good to hear it's good to hear um now you mentioned the uh the new xbox and the new playstation coming out um you guys have talked about in the past that uh you know there's going to be like ray tracing on the the next gen consoles but now that we've gotten some more information we, we finally have prices and, and release dates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about kind of what that next gen experience is going to be like for Watch Dogs Legion? Sure. So, um, you know, one of, one of the immediate things that, that we love as developers is the faster loading times. So um, both platforms have, a, you know, accelerated loading times with their, with their new hard drives and SSDs. And that creates a, a great visual improvement, both on the, the speed in which the game loads, but also, uh, the, you know, things uh, in the in the frame look better. They don't pop in as much. They just look a lot cleaner and load way in advance and super rapidly. So that makes, in general, the overall experience more engaging and uh, and you can get immersed in it, you know. And then also, like I said, the ray tracing you mentioned, uh, we partnered up with Microsoft and we have, you know, beautiful ray tracing technology on, on the Series X. And we, we've implemented a similar tech on uh, on PlayStation as well. Um, the PlayStation has, uh, you know, the new adaptive triggers. We have, we've been working on those to try and integrate those for PlayStation platforms. So we, we, you know, we've been, we've been working heavily with first parties, looking at all the, all of the bells and whistles that they've managed to squeeze in uh, into the new, the next-gen consoles, and we're, we're adopting as many of them uh, as we can. But we're very excited and we're very proud of the, the next-gen versions that we're producing. So can't wait for fans to get their hands on it. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned the the adaptive triggers. Any use of the uh, PS5's 3D audio. I don't remember what it's called, but there was. It sounded really cool when they were when Mark Sony was talking about it several months ago. Sure, actually, yeah. So um, both platforms in some way support, and I think you're referring to 3D spatial audio. Sure. So yeah, actually, yes, we're actually supporting 3D spatial audio on both platforms. Okay. Um, and it sounds very cool. It makes you really aware of your surroundings. You can hear uh, bad guys coming from behind, or the you know, here in the distance, a drone approaching you from a particular angle, so you're ready to go. It actually sounds uh, very good and very immersive. Fantastic. Um, so I, I guess, you know, one of the, the neat things with the new Xbox is that they've got all this backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you get 
Legion uh, you know, for an Xbox One, then you can play that same copy upgraded and all that kind of stuff for the Series X. Is that the same case for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5? Yes, the, the technicalities of how each of the first parties are, are managing that is slightly different. But okay. yes, you can get a you can get a free upgrade. And the cool thing that we're doing as well is we're supporting um, same generation cross progression. So if you buy uh, you know the X, the Series X version and upgrade sorry the, the, the Xbox One X version and upgrade to the Series X, we can transfer all of your saves so you don't lose any progression as well, which is super cool. So that that one uh, that one really makes it you know worthwhile buying now if you're excited and uh, easy to transfer later. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really cool. Um, so I, I know that there are a ton of different characters that you can, you know, recruit potentially everybody in the city. Not all at once, obviously. Um, but uh, how about abilities? We've, you know, seen some character-specific abilities with, you know, calling down drones and, um, you know... Just all the various stuff, you know, spy gadgets and, and things like that. Uh, but the 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 abilities that I guess you kind of gain across characters, I don't think have been talked too much about. Can you talk a little bit about some of those, like the um, uh, the ability to cloak down enemies and stuff like that? And is that shared across all of your recruits and all that kind of stuff? Cool. So yeah, um, that was actually a big change we made after last year's E3 when when we had um, archetypes, which now isn't the case anymore. Now we, we kind of migrated all that stuff into some kind of tech tree. So basically you have like hacking uh, weapons, et cetera, et cetera, that are available for unlocks in the, in the tech tree. And in the world, you can collect tech points that you can spend in that tech tree to unlock um, you, what we call gadgets. And each of your characters have a gadget slot that they can equip. So the cool thing is now you're not kind of locked into anything on, on the gadget side. You can literally uh, just before you hop into a, a combat zone, you can, quickly switch out a gadget uh, through a menu and then go in with cloak, or you can go in with a spider bot that can cloak or a spider bot that can turn into a turret. Um, we have missile drones that can, you know, rain explosive down from the sky or, you know, so you can literally decide, do you want to go in stealthy? Do you want to go in uh, guns blazing? Do you want to go in hacking? Um, and then you can pretty much equip out that part of your character to support you in the gameplay you want to do. So I think that that's something we're really proud of with the players anyone breakthrough. It's the fact that, you can have characters on your team with, with different abilities that, that create and change the gameplay. And then you have some degree of customization on that too with the gadgets that you can also bring in into your missions with you. Gotcha. Okay. The Division 2 features a one-to-one -one recreation of both Washington, D.C. and Lower Manhattan. How did you guys go about recreating London for Legion, and is it one-to-one? -one? If, if it's not, how did you guys go about deciding which aspects of the city to include and, and which ones to leave out? So London's a very vibrant and dense city, uh, and it's extremely huge. And we wanted to capture all the assets of London, but um, obviously at a map that size, if we'd have gone for one for one, um, we would have had to leave a lot of the, the more interesting parts of London out. So we decided to you know, work on a reduced size. And then what we did is we looked at what are the key elements um, you know, like from architecture to cultural spots to major landmarks, etc. And then we try and as much as possible to keep uh, as much of the flavor and essence of a particular borough and district um, whilst removing a couple of the side streets here and there to try and make sure we can fit it in, in the size of the world that we have. Um, and for sure, our London is one of the uh, most densest gaming environments I think we've ever built at Ubisoft. It's a similar size to Watch Dogs 2, but in terms of gameplay density, there is a lot of buildings. Um, there's not many open parks. It's just a pure urban dense playground, which is pretty cool and provides a lot of fun challenges for the player. 
Very cool, very cool. Now, Aiden Pierce is back, and he has a beard, which is fantastic. Uh, what I really want to know is if we're going to have any other returning characters, specifically, are Marcus and Raymond Kenny going to be back? And does Marcus have a beard, too? So we're very excited to bring Aiden Pierce back, and I think you can tell by uh, by his looks he's been through a, a rough time. So I'm excited to uh, be able to tell that story about why Aiden is there and how come he's hanging around London. And then obviously with the, the feature as play as anyone, um, you know, we're, we're working on a whole bunch of stuff, but we're going to communicate on that later. Keeping cards close to your chest, I understand, I understand. Legion is releasing on a whole bunch of Xboxes from Xbox One S to Xbox One X to Xbox Series S and finally Xbox Series X. Were there any particular challenges when developing the game for four different console specs that are technically the same platform? Um, so the, the cool thing that the, the next generation um, of this current generation even did is, you know, we started to have lots of um, intermediate Xboxes and Playstations like the PlayStation Pro and the Xbox One X. And, and also, and a lot of the technology we use on PC allows us to dynamically scale a lot of stuff, so depending on PC specs. So combining um, that PC technology and, and applying it to consoles is something we started to do heavily for the first time this generation. So now we're starting to add additional, more powerful consoles on the market in next gen. Um, we can leverage a lot of the work done um, with our PC game, our PCs, our PC builds, and also the way we, we migrate between uh, you know Xbox Original and uh, Xbox One uh, X, for example, and and use that on next gens to to push that technology and the graphic quality and the and the what we can get out of any system even further. So the good news is the current generation really allowed us to prepare for this, and then the next generation allowed us to really take advantage of the tools and the processes that we we built to do that. So everything's just a computer now. Got it. All right. Um, now, I know at the start of the game, everybody plays as Dalton. You go on a super secret mission as an MI6 agent, and it's really cool. Uh, that was in the, the previous uh, preview of the game. But um, after that, who do you play as? Uh, is everybody randomized? Is, is everybody start with the same character? Like, how, how does the game pick up from, from after the prologue? So after... Um... After Sabine uh, escapes the, the bombing of London and, and the attack by Albion, uh, her job is to uh, reboot DeadSec. So what she does is she reaches out, reaches out with Bagley to try and find uh, some, some people who might be viable recruits. And that's when the players kind of presented with a, a selection of a bunch of people that are generated uh, randomly inside of their game. Uh, so everyone's initial starting group was generated specifically uh, different. And you can choose you know, which ability you like, which character you like, what uh, bio you like as your starting character. And then once you're in the world as that character, you then begin recruiting DeadSec um, through characters that you find in the world as you play. Fantastic. Now, let, let's talk about the, the soundtrack for the game. Personally, I was not a huge fan of the Watch Dogs 1 playlist. I actually left it off most of the time. But I'm a huge fan of the Watch Dogs 2 soundtrack. But I haven't really gotten to hear anything from Legion because we've had it off so that videos don't get taken down for, for copyright on, on YouTube. So can you tell me a little bit about the, uh, the soundtrack and the, the playlists that will be featured in Watch Dogs Legion? Yeah, so actually uh, one thing we did uh, heavily is be inspired by a lot of uh, popular UK artists as well as something uh, a little bit more underground in the UK as well. 
obviously you've seen our partnership with uh, Stormzy, who who appears in in the game as a um, on a particular exclusive uh, particular mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also featured in our radio station, and we, we love working with him. He really embodies a lot of the the concepts and ideas in the game. Uh, we think we you know we we have a, a you know a kind of a culture that's well aligned with the messages he gives out. Um, also, and, and I'll be very specific. I have one of my favorites. I'm a huge soccer fan. So for the for the English soccer fans out there, we have a classic English tune from a uh, um, Three Lions song, which is uh, an awesome uh, British reference that I love. Mm-hmm. So there's there's lots of little gems in there as well as the cultural references as well. So it's a, uh, I think it's a nice sounding board of British culture, popular music, plus also some specific things that are very strong uh, uh, UK cultural references. Can you recruit and play a Stormzy? No, you can't recruit and play Stormzy, but he is, a, he is a particular mission giver that you have to work with. But you can see his awesome music video. Uh, and yeah. Fantastic. And then finally, just when and where can people get their hands on Watch Dogs Legion? So Watch Dogs Legion is out on, on current gen platforms, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, PC and Stadia on October 29th, and then at the launch of the next gen consoles. Fantastic. Well, Sean, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me about uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and best of luck as you guys finish up development and get the the game out uh, in people's hands. I know you're super excited about that. And, uh, you know, stay safe out there, and um, have a good one. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure chatting to you. Take care.